morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. And good morning to you, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's August the 25th. Is that say 25th? You're squinting. 2021. Yeah, because you got me those readers as a gag gift, and now I can't read anything. Because the readers have made you worse. Yeah, they have. Legit. My eyes are used to using these things, and now I can't see anything. It's dumb. It's a conspiracy. It really is dumb how bad my eyes have gotten mm-hmm. since uh, my birthday. I don't think it's age. I think it's the readers. I'm blaming them. April. Uh, what about April? My birthday? Yeah. So in how many months? Four months. Yeah. Yeah. My sight's degraded by quite a bit. I can tell. I can personally tell. Uh, so today is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. Uh, today we talked to Dr. Shane Spites, 705 this morning. I have a lot of questions about like... You know, the whole breakthrough infection thing, because, you know, before now, I didn't know anybody who had one. And now I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, how did they get it? Why did they get it? What are the chances? Like, are breakthrough infections really that big of a deal? Is it like one percent or is it more like, hey, half the people are going to have? You know, I think that's a big question we need to uh, try to answer. I also want to figure out as we get everybody back into school and we have events coming up, like, you know, if let's say everybody's vaccinated somewhere we go. What are the chances of a vaccinated person? giving COVID to a vaccinated person. Mm-hmm. Like, is that 1% or is that 50%? Mm-hmm. We don't know that stuff. And I want to really dig into the data this morning and try to figure that out. Also, we have uh, Kelly Danfuss, the chancellor of Arkansas State. It's the first week of classes on the campus. And I believe I believe he's still living in the dorm. Uh, yeah, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure why he would want to do that. <laughs> but we'll talk to him about that this morning. Uh, plus, we'll get you ready for Paint the Town. Just a whole bunch of stuff on the show this morning. I was reading a deal that says 80% of Americans say summer has sucked. So, uh, and now basically it's over. So there you go. (laughs) Like technically it's not over. I think it goes until what is it like mid September? I think so. Yeah. Technically Mm -hmm. summer. Uh, But anyway, 80% of Americans think summer is not good. 27% say they'd rather have a root cow than to relive this past summer. Uh, mm. 37% say they'd rather move back in with their parents. That actually sounds pretty good. Does it? Have my mom cook for me, do my laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids have no idea how good they have it until they get out on their own. And they're Mm -hmm. like, wait, how do I do this? You mean I have to pay for the internet? Right. Kai told me last night, uh, and we've had this discussion again, you know, we got him a go-kart and we just got the deal for the first payment. Like we got to make the payment, right? Uh, So you were in a bad mood yesterday. Well, it just came in the mail. Like literally, Lissa said, we got the thing for the first payment. I'm like, oh, great. Just add some more payments. That's a good idea. Just like to pay for everybody. Um, and then, um, he was, he got a little bit emotional and he's like, dad, but I'd rather have a a dirt bike. And I knew this was going to happen. And I said, because I knew this was going to happen. I said in front of him and his mother, y'all should have listened to dad because dad knew this was going to happen. You know what? What? I give it by Friday. No. And Kai will have. No. A dirt bike. We can't go get another (laughs) gimmick before we. Pay the first payment on the other gimmick. You guys that are listening, y'all know. I knew this was going to happen, though. See, sometimes, actually most of the time, the dads, the men are always right. Mm -hmm. I'd say about 99% of the time. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1991, and George Strait had the number one song in country music on this day. Oh, you know me better. Insecurities, you've seen me lose 
but you know me better than that. 30 years ago today, this was the number one song in country music. It's George Strait, and you know me better than that. I miss picnics and blue jeans and buckets of beer. Now it's ballet and symphony halls. What? I'm into culture, clean up to my ears. It's like wearing a shoe that's too small. All right. Oh, I caught her with an issue of Rides Magazine. Oh, no. Staring at dresses and picking out rings. But you know me better than that. You know the me that gets lazy and fat. How moody I can be. All my insecurities. You see. And that I love her cat But you know me better than that 30 years ago today Oh, she tells her friends I'm perfect And that I love that cat Oh, but you know me better than that It's George Straits, you know me better than that Number one on it this day in 1991 Brandon Baxter in the morning Man, get up. Let's do this. We got Wednesday morning. It's August 25th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip this morning on Megan the Stallion. So evidently, Megan Thee Stallion has uh, done a deal with BTS, and her record label was thinking it wasn't good, and they didn't want her to put this deal out. So she has a remix. She's on this remix of Butter, the song by BTS, and evidently there was a whole deal where the record label was trying to block the release of this Butter remix. Like, it's her record label. They would make money off of this, but they were trying to say that uh, they didn't really see this as the right thing for her career at this point. Hmm. So, you know Butter, you know the song by BTS? So, Megan Thee Stallion thinks that her record label was trying to get more money out of the deal. Like, they wanted a bigger percentage of it, and that's what the deal was with them. The judge has ruled in Megan's favor, though, and it looks like we will get the official remix of Butter with BTS and Megan Thee Stallion. Gotcha Gossip today on Kanye West. So Kanye West just filed legal paperwork to change his name. He would be going from Kanye Omari West to simply Ye, Y-E. So okay. this nickname he's gone by for years now, and he wants to be known as that moving forward. So if a judge signs off, Kanye will know him. Uh, we won't know him as Kanye anymore. It'll all be yay all day. So apparently Kanye wants to drop the West from his persona altogether too. Really? Which it's weird because Kim Kardashian, his almost ex, still has West in her surname even after they filed for divorce. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But Kanye West wants to be known as yay. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were going to use just part of your name, I guess you'd just be Kel. 
or Lee. Or Lee. Yeah. I could be Dawn. Dawn, yes. Do I look like a Dawn? What? Yes. Do I look like I could be that? Yeah. You know, my grandfather's name is Dawn. I always wondered if my mom and my dad named me Brandon because it's Brandon because of him. Maybe so. Not exactly sure. Hmm. I got your gossip today on Dwayne Johnson. You know, The Rock. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. So this dude is always doing cool stuff, right? On Instagram, he shows this video of him. He's in his vehicle in his truck. He's pulling back into his neighborhood. And there's one of those Hollywood tours that's out there, right? And Or it's in Florida. It's one of those celebrity tours. Yeah. Where everybody gets on a bus and they take you around and they try to show you celebrity homes and their property and stuff like that. Well, The Rock saw this in his neighborhood, and I guess this happens all the time, and he stops and talks to the people, and it's pretty cool. All right, this is kind of funny. There's a tour bus here that always tours through my neighborhood. Hey, you guys know where I can find The Rock? (laughs) 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 They're freaking out. I would too. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Don't worry. How you guys doing? You, everybody good? I think I would have jumped out of the bus. All right. Hey, you're very welcome. All right, brother. Oh, cool. Well, you guys have a good trip. All right, thank you. Love you, too. Just imagine. Just perfection. I mean, literally imagine. You're on a celebrity tour going through his neighborhood, and they're probably saying, yeah, The Rock lives down the street, and then dude pulls up next to you. That is a cool story. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Kelly's reminded me of this experience she had uh, that's kind of similar to The Rock. So these people are on this tour bus. We just play this, and they're going through this neighborhood. It's The Rock's neighborhood. He pulls up next to the tour bus. He's like, hey, y'all, what's up? It's me. And they're freaking out. (laughs) Screaming. (laughs) Kelly did something similar to this, kind of. She was on a celebrity tour bus in New York City. And the celebrity she freaked out over is pretty funny to me. Well, so, and we were on the, it was in one of those double-decker buses. So we were on the very top row, and this was in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we were driving by uh, TRL, which was, was it MTV TRL? Yeah, yeah. And um, they, it was Carson Daly's show, and there was all of these people in those windows, like the crowd, and it looked like they were on a break. You could see this huge camera that was kind of going everywhere. And he looked out and he saw the the tour bus. And when I say he, it's Carson Daly. Right, sure. Um, and he looked at us. And, of course, I stood up on the bus yeah. and screamed out, there's Carson Daly. <laughs> and, like, was doing this double wave. And he pointed and, like, waved back. And I, I screamed as if it would have been The Rock. But, yeah. again, this was 2002. No, I've never it. been out of Arkansas. I think I was excited. In 2002, TRL was huge because yeah. every big celebrity wanted to go there. It was like you did Jay Leno, David Letterman, TRL. Right. And they were telling you as you as you're on the tour bus, watch as you know, because a lot of uh, stars and celebrities sometimes will walk out of that place. Oh, yeah. So I was I was ready. What if it was, I don't know, the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC walking I, out? You would have heard me scream like that lady. You lost rock. your mind. Oh, yeah. Damn. So. Hey, thanks for getting up and starting your day with us. If we drive by, you guys can scream for us. We're cool with yeah. that. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. I was reading this news story this morning. I want to see if you remember this album cover. If you remember back, uh, you know, and I, maybe they're still a big deal, but I don't think so quite as much. Maybe it's more vinyl covers now, but uh, album covers were a big deal, right? You wanted mm-hmm. to see what the artist was going to put on the cover, what the inside notes were going to say and all that stuff. Do you remember the cover for Nirvana's album, Nevermind? Was it a baby in a swimming pool? Yeah. Okay. Is it a swimming pool or a bath? I'm not really 
can't remember exactly how it was, but it's the baby and the picture is taken from under the baby boy and the baby boy is floating and not wearing any clothes. Okay. Gotcha. So that was the album cover for Nirvana's Nevermind, which featured this. Typically, what I like to karaoke. Yes. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the wild thing. This album uh, came out 30 years ago, right? Okay. So that's one of the things that's kind of crazy is when you're like, oh wow, that was 30 years ago. But the baby who was on the cover, his name is Spencer Eldon, right? So now he's 30. He was a baby. He was an infant, and he was floating uh, without clothes on <laughs> on the Nirvana album cover. Yeah. Uh, he's fired up now, and he's filed a lawsuit, and he <clears throat> is saying he was too young to legally consent to being uh, photographed with no clothes, and he now wants to sue the band, uh, the people who are left, the surviving members. He wants to sue Kurt Cobain's estate, the photographer, the record label, and everybody else, and he's suing each of them for $150,000 a piece. Whoa. Yeah. It's a wild story, because again, like he says, this guy says, Spencer says, that um, when they did this is that his family was told they were going to censor uh, the photo and that it oh. wasn't going to be him, you know, um, without clothes on. Here's you what the have cover, a case then. Here's what the cover looks like. And I mean, I just yeah. can't see this. Like if you have the album, mm-hmm. I can't see that being, you know, like the first thing when people walk in. Yeah. Like, hey, here's my album collection. Right. Um, but it is weird, right? Because mm-hmm. like his family did consent to it. He didn't. He was an infant. He was, I mean, what? Not even a year uh, old. Yeah, not even a year old. But it's a wild story. Mm-hmm. Lawsuit undergoing right now because of the Nevermind Nirvana album cover. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so a lot of people use ride sharing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Uber, there's Lyft and people, especially in big cities, if you don't want to have to deal with having to rent a car and all the drama that goes with that, you get one of those lifts. So in four cities across the country, if you get an, a Lyft XL, you have the chance to be picked up by... A different mode of transportation. We're not talking about like a big SUV or a minivan or anything like that. Um, the Lyft XL in certain cities could be the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. <laughs> Pick up your date. That's what I was thinking. So, and the, and the deal is you can't order it. Like you can't say, "Hey, can you have the Wiener Mobile come pick me up?" It's like a random deal. So, if you go to New York, LA, Chicago, or Atlanta, and you order a Lyft XL, and you have them come to get you. It could be the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And if it does end up being that, if that pulls up at your hotel, at your house, whatever, at the bar to pick you up, uh, you get picked up in the giant Wienermobile, uh, they're saying you get the ride for free and a whole bunch of Oscar Mayer swag with it. That's actually pretty funny. If you were really going out on some type of dinner date, oh you're like, God. all right, honey, let's go. And then you go, oh, it's almost here. And then you're like, oh, cool. There's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. And then he's like, hey. That's rad. Hop in. Like, how random would that be? Can you imagine that's your first date and you're going to go out and you want to make sure you're safe. You go get the lift and it's like first date. You're trying to impress the girl. You're all dressed up. And then the wiener picks you up. Leaves an impression. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Leaves the impression. All right. I've done a a broadcast, what we call a radio remote with the wiener mobile. Really? I interviewed it. Oh. Actually, interviewed the driver okay. of the Wiener Mobile, uh-huh. and they sometimes, uh, you know, put those jobs out there where you get to drive across the country in a giant hot dog wiener. Yeah, hmm. it would be fun. But then, uh, have you ever had a Wiener whistle? No, because they'll no. give you those. Yeah, if you stop by and see the Wiener Mobile, you can get what looks like a little hot dog, but it's a whistle. Oh, with Oscar Mayer branding on it. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, so Lyft XL, if you go to New York, L.A., Chicago, or Atlanta this weekend, you order a Lyft, it could be the Wienermobile picking you up. <laughs> and boy, wouldn't that be awesome. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So a man named Spencer Everett of Greenville, North Carolina, reached an agreement recently to sell his 2020 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Okay. Well, he was supposed to hand over the keys yesterday, but the afternoon before he sold it, he decided to take it out for one last spin, and then he gunned it. Okay. But he lost control, and the car drove off the road into a ditch, and then it flipped onto its side. <laughs> the car was a total wreck, but Spencer wasn't hurt. So it's safe to say the sale is off, and since these cars are sought after, he was probably in line to get a pile of cash, but there's no word on what he's selling it for. On top of everything else, Spencer was charged with reckless driving. <laughs> Speaking of sports cars like Corvettes, a boss shows one of his employees... His new sports car. That's amazing, the employee responds. Isn't it? Replies the boss. And if you set your goals higher and work even harder this year, I can get an even better car next year. (laughs) And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, August the 25th of 2021. Local birthdays. Local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Zach Wade. Who celebrates today? Linda Magic. Who's from when? Celebrating a birthday today as well. Mandy Bennett. Happy birthday. Andy Barrett. Celebrating Tammy Dockery. Uh, Alicia Waltrip of Jonesboro. Thomas Tarver of Jonesboro celebrates. Julie Gaub from Jonesboro. Kimberly Johnson from when? Jeremy Mitchell is 11 years old. And Pocahontas says love from moms. Happy birthday, Jeremy. And Reese Walker of Newport is turning six years old today. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all and you celebrate with these celebrities. Blake Lively is 34 today. She was in Gossip Girl and also married to Ryan. Yep. Happy birthday today to Rachel Bilson, who is 40. That was Summer on the OC and Dr. Zoe Hart on the Heart of Dixie. She is really pretty on the OC. Kel Mitchell is 43. He was in All That, Keenan and Kel, and Good Burger. Oh, uh, Kai loves that movie. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, welcome to Good Burger. Burger. May I take your order? Yeah, he loves that movie. Joe D. Messina is 51 today. Jody Messina's birthday today. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all right. It's a beautiful day, not a cloud in sight, so I guess I'm doing all right. Jody Messina. Jody Messina turning 51 today. Happy birthday to Claudia Schiffer, who is 51. Of course, she's a supermodel. Yep. Rachel Ray is 53 today, celebrity chef. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss is 72. I 
Gene Simmons, 72 today. And happy birthday today to Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. The big 6 0. Come on. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaking heart. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaking heart, he might blow up and kill his man. This song, I love that mullet. I wanted to be like a little junior Billy Ray Cyrus in 1992. And you are. If you look at how I was in 95, I was just a few years too late, y'all. Billy Ray. You can tell your mom I moved to Arkansas. You can tell your dog to bite my leg. Or tell your brother Cliff, who's this can tell my lip. He never really liked me anyway. Watch out for my mind. Oh, yeah. It might be walking out on me today. Here we go. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think it understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, he might blow up and kill his man. You might know Billy Ray Cyrus if you're younger from Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana's dad. Yeah. I mean, this song, though, huge, huge. If you weren't alive, you don't realize how big Billy Ray was. Let's finish it up. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, he might blow up and kill his man. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I just don't think he'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, he mightn't blow up and kill this man. Give it to me. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Billy Ray Sykes, who turns 60 years old today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Welcome to Wednesday morning, and y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Luke Combs. But I'm in love, on you. So Luke Combs has a song out at Country Radio. It's called Cold As You. And now we have the brand new music video. Uh, so it, the the video kind of starts off where there's this guy in a diner, and it looks like he's seeing his ex with a new guy. So he goes wow. over to the jukebox to play, and the jukebox all of a sudden moves, and into this bar he walks uh, where he finds a new girl. But then the old girl starts feeling bad because she knows he walked away, and it's the drama of the relationship, the breakup, and seeing your girl out on the town after the breakup. Uh, the song is Cold As You, and it sounds like this. When guys like me lose girls like you, that's where we run to. We got whiskey river on the jukebox, a honky tonk sawdust dance floor, a neon five o'clock road clock, and plenty down many when you want one more. This broke heart fool 
video's out if you want to check it out today. It's Luke Combs and Cold As You. We have country music news today on Garth Brooks. Tonight I'm gonna paint this town. So bring me two pina coladas. I want one for each. So last week, Garth Brooks canceled his stadium tour because of COVID-19, and now he's figured out a way to get back on stage. He's doing another dive bar tour, but you have to be vaccinated to go. So, Brandon, we can go. We can go. That's good. Yeah. He talked about it on an episode of Inside Studio G, and he said, quote, because you can fully vaccinate dive bars. People have to uh, have their card even to get in. And the only way to get in through dive bars is your local country station, which means us. Now, he hasn't released any details about the cities or dates, but when he does, he's going to be let us know. But um, Garth and his team say that they're 100 percent vaccinated. So everybody on the tour is vaccinated, has to be. Garth says we are all vaccinated. We're going to spend the weekend in the deep end of a dive bar. So Walker Hayes, we have country music news on Walker Hayes. So he and his song Fancy Like have really blown up Mm -hmm. because of TikTok. And then it's on the radio and people are hearing it and singing it, doing the dance. Uh, And now Applebee's is jumping in on this as well because Applebee's had, uh, they weren't doing the Oreo cookie shake. But guess what? Because of Fancy Like and Walker Hayes, the Oreo cookie shake is back. And it's only $2.99, which is pretty cool. Plus, they're using uh, Fancy Like in commercials and social media posts as well. So one song can change the entire advertising campaign of Applebee's, all because of this. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on, on the top, top two. Two straws, one shot, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeaky squeaking in the truck, bed all the way home. It's a Alabama jam machine, my Dixieland line. That's how we do, how we do. Fancy life. So that song is still massive at this point. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I joined this morning by our buddy, our friend, and the, what he, I, mean, I call him the COVID expert of Northeast Arkansas, uh, Dr. Shane Spites. He's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University, which means this COVID pandemic is what he studies Basically, 14, 15 hours a day. Morning, Shane. How are you, man? Morning, Brandon Kelly. How are you? Yeah. And by the way, that's not my normal job. My normal job is not studying COVID. I want to be clear about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready just to return to just my day job. I'm juggling two jobs right now. Yeah, but man, it really seems like for the last year, that's what you've had to do, isn't it? Yeah. And, and a lot of people have. I mean, this is it's not just not just me. A lot in our, um, in our medical school have been juggling that, trying to get that good information. Obviously, the... Frontline healthcare providers, you know, because they still deal with all the heart attacks and strokes and car accidents that come in, in addition to COVID. Yeah, so tell me where we stand with the the beds in the hospitals, because, you know, I hear that there's only a certain number of beds that are COVID beds, but then we hear hospitals are full. What's that really look like? So um, I'll say, and the governor spoke about this yesterday in his press conference. Um, as of yesterday evening, uh, we were pretty much out of ICU beds in the state of Arkansas. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a, and that was something, you know, obviously the hospitals, you know, they try to make new beds and they try to, you know, well, let's turn this area into a small ICU. I mean, areas that weren't really intended to be intensive care units. And so they try to get staffing for it. And so the two big issues is number one, the ventilators and the beds and number two, the nurses, respiratory therapists, 
and all the staff, I mean, the house cleaning staff and, you know, cafeteria staff that it takes to actually take care of all those people. And so, yeah, as of, as of yesterday, um, our ICU bed numbers were pretty much gone. We have some friends who are nurses and uh, we check on them and just kind of want to see how they're doing. And man, it seems like they, they thought the stress was last year. And then all of a sudden they realized the Delta variant is even more stress than last year. And man, the mental effect it's having on our doctors and nurses, I mean, they're, they're fighting hard to get through this, but it's tough. It absolutely is. And really, I mean, and I've spoken about this to, to a couple of my colleagues and, and, and just internally, this is tough on everybody. I think most everybody, I mentioned this, I think to you or to someone else, you know, this spring we felt like we were kind of being liberated, you know, yep. people started to go on vacations again. You didn't really see, didn't hear too much about COVID hospitalizations or deaths, certainly here in Arkansas. Um, you know, we felt like we were kind of almost felt like a weight was being lifted. And then this Delta variant took hold and really just, I mean, almost overnight, uh, just spiked up in cases and we're back to where we were in the middle of the winter last year. Um, and that takes a mental toll on everybody. I mean, that kind of fatigue and that kind of fight or flight response that you have, you know, the hormones and the cortisol levels that bump through there. I mean, that just, it wears on everybody. So, so for all your listeners, if you're feeling like you're not sleeping well, you're probably not and you're not alone. If you're feeling more fatigued, if you're more irritable, I mean, all of these things go with kind of chronic stress. And it would be natural for people to be feeling that way right now. Let's talk to the parents who are um, with kids in the car. They've just dropped their kids off at school because, you know, we're seeing numbers and data is coming in about uh, active cases in schools. So far, we haven't seen like the explosion uh, that, like, for instance, Marion saw in their first week of school. But would we see that yet or do we think that's still to come? It's probably still to come. It probably is going to take another week or so. Now, I, again, I'd love to be wrong on this. Fingers crossed that, you know, that, that there's some other you know, thing that's going on that basically we didn't anticipate and the numbers are lower. Maybe mask wearing is, is, is going really well. Um, the teachers, you know, have gotten vaccinated. The staff have gotten vaccinated more than we realize. And that offers this whole, you know, bubble of protection because it really is it's multiple layers in terms of reducing the spread or number of cases you have in an institution like that. And it's not just one thing or the other. It's a whole layered approach. Uh, but it's still, a, we're still probably a week or two early and, and really as we're coming up on the holiday weekend uh, here, um, uh, not this coming weekend, but the next one, we do expect, and I think the, the UAMS prediction model talked about that. And, and historically, we in Arkansas um, have seen spikes after that as well. And so it, that may be a kickstart, um, too. When I saw the data, you know, the UAMS thing, the UAMS thing you're talking about, and as I was kind of reading through that, I saw they were kind of projecting the next three weeks. And I was, you know, I, I guess – you know, maybe we cross our fingers and we hope it's going to be over really fast, but they don't think we're going to see a peak for another three weeks at the earliest, right? Yeah, and that's, and you know, it's one of those things when you're thinking about the Delta variant, we were looking because, you know, we were really some of the first areas in the country to have it, um, Arkansas, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, Florida. And so we're kind of still, you know, kind of waiting to see what happens for us. The rest of the country is kind of watching us because we're the first ones to experience it. When you look at other countries that have had the Delta variant, India was really the first one, and they went, they spiked straight up like we did, but they came down quickly. Okay. But the deal is, is they went into lockdown. So that country went into lockdown. They pretty much closed everything down, and so they just stopped the spread because people stopped interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. We're probably more similar to what we're seeing in the U.K., where in the U.K. they saw a spike up, and then they kind of plateaued, and they've kind of just maintained this high level of spread, uh, you know, kind of bumping around for the, the last month or so. 
we're probably going to be more similar to what they see in the UK, which would be consistent with what the UAMS model says. So let's talk to the parents again, um, you know, because, you know, we have an 11 year old who can't be vaccinated. I've, I've said that every time we've talked to you. Um, and, you know, that's that causes anxiety for us. And really, we had a little bit of a, a breakdown this week because Leslie was afraid Kai wasn't as protected as he could be even wearing the mask. Um, what's the true risk for kids? Because obviously we'll hear the, the major headline story on, you know, a kid that had, you know, a tragic uh, deal, a tragic uh, end result. But we're going to see a lot of kids with this. Are we still seeing that that most kids aren't affected too terribly bad by this, or are we seeing that change? So, still by and large, the Delta variant um, affects you know um, older individuals. Um, we'll just say at, at a more severe level. Now, what you're seeing is is because of the level of spread, because of how contagious it is, because of how much virus is being spread you're going to have more children be affected. And it's just really a numbers game. So percentage-wise, because you have more not more kids infected, you're going to have more kids that get hospitalized, and unfortunately you're here about some kids dying from it. By and large, you know, kids you know, still do okay with this virus for the most part. When you talk about percentages, for the most part, kids do okay. Now, it doesn't mean they're not homesick in bed for you know, two, three, four, five days or longer. Right. And you're going to start hearing stories about you know, this 17-year-old hospitalized and this 13-year-old hospitalized and this, you know, 12-year-old that was in the bed for four days and the sick as I've ever seen. Yep. You're going to hear those stories for sure. Um, but I, but in the bigger picture, um, the people that are still the highest risk of, of ICU admission and death are going to be the older individuals. But it doesn't mean that, that it's not going to make people, especially kids, sick. You are. You're going to see that. And that, that is specific with the Delta variant. So I want to give you a couple of little personal things that we haven't talked about. Uh, one of them is uh, we have a family member who's a teacher at a school near Nashville, uh, vaccinated, tried to do everything right, but was still in a school that wasn't requiring masks. Uh, and uh, that family member came home with COVID and the rest of the family fired up because, you know, they tried to do everything they could. They were in a situation where, yeah. you know, people have to go to work. Um, what are the true chances of, of people being vaccinated and then coming up with the breakthrough infection? Because, you know, some data shows that's less than 1%. Uh, but then I, I think based on what we hear, uh, yeah, that, that's that. not right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's higher than 1%. I mean, it's, it, it's higher than 1% for sure. I mean, hands down, it's that. When we look at, at the U.K. data, and again, they were ahead of us, and that's what we're going by. And people want to have answers immediately. A lot of these we just don't have answers to because we're in the middle of it. Right. And so we're collecting data now. We're just still trying to figure it out. So we look at other places that have already gone through this. And we talk about what's going on in the U.K. When they post their data from their national health system and says, okay, look, these were the people that were hospitalized, about 20% of them, 20 to 22% were fully vaccinated. Wow. So your chances of being uh, getting sick being hospitalized, you know, ventilator is still much lower if you're fully vaccinated, but it's not less than 1%. It's much higher than that. Your chances of getting infected um, if you're fully vaccinated are much higher than, than 1%. I would say anywhere between 10 to 20% wow. are still your chances. And that's why, that's why the CDC came out and said, okay, let's back this up, guys. As we're seeing what's going on in other countries, everybody needs to be wearing masks, regardless of your vaccination status. You need to be fogging rooms. You need to be using hand sanitizer. You need to be trying to limit groups and large events um, because this Delta variant, it's almost like a different virus um, that we're seeing. And so that's why the game kind of changed as we were seeing this unfold in other countries. I have a wrestling buddy. <clears throat> he doesn't live here, but um, you know, lives in Nashville, too, in that area. 
Uh, and he's never sick. He's one of those people, you know, how sometimes guys are, I'm never sick. I'm always okay. I'm not going to go to the doctor. Uh, he got sick, I guess it was Thursday, and has only been out of the bed just a few times. And he tells me every day in a text, I'll check on him. He's like, dude, this is brutal. This is really, really brutal. So I think we need to realize that, that even if you're not hospitalized, you don't want to be laid up in bed for a week because my friend's very active and always on the go and can barely get out of bed. And that's exactly right. And that brings up a really good point, Brandon. I'm glad you mentioned that. If you don't already have one, they need, you need to go online and buy Pulse Ox. Yeah, and it's yeah. a, it's a little, and you can get them for maybe fifteen bucks, twenty bucks on Amazon. They've got a bunch of them on Amazon, and it's not like you have to get anything special, but it'll give you the oxygen saturation in your blood. Some of the Apple watches will do that too. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say that is because we're still hearing of cases where people are fine, and then all of a sudden they're not fine, and they basically they um, they get a lot sicker a lot quicker. Yeah. And and typically, if you'll see your oxygen saturation drop. So normally, somebody should be in the upper 90s in terms of their normal oxygen saturation, you start dropping that into the 80s or even the 70s, you need to get to the hospital. And sometimes because of this virus, you may not even feel like you've gotten worse. You may not oh. recognize it. And that's why that pulse ox comes in handy. Uh, we've got a couple around the house ourselves. Highly encourage that during this time in terms of having one of those on hand. Uh, like I said, it takes a couple of AAA batteries. It's maybe 20 bucks. You can get them on, on Amazon. Uh, but I very much encourage that. So as we, you know, a lot of people are trying to get back to normal schools are back in Arkansas state's back on campus. You know, we know that you guys have uh, fully masked students at the NYIT college. Uh, what would you say to people who are still not masking in public? What would you say to people who are still not vaccinated? You know, the, the I heard a phrase and I'm going to go ahead and borrow a phrase that I'd heard a, a week or so ago. Um, and really where we are now is if you've not gotten COVID, you probably will pretty soon. Oh. If you're not, and so yeah, so if you're not protected from it uh, in some form or fashion, or you're not protecting yourself, you're going to get it at some level. We're seeing so much spread throughout the state of Arkansas, throughout our region, that um, it's going to be almost impossible for you unless you're just leaving, living alone at a hermit, and you know your job, you know, allows you just to completely work 100% at home, and you're having groceries delivered and all of that you're probably not going to come out unscathed from this. So, uh, And that's what we're seeing, again, in other countries. That's what's maintaining that high level of spread is because it's so contagious, everybody's getting infected with it. Um, and so that would be what I'm saying to people right now is, look, if you haven't gotten it yet, you're probably going to get it this go-round just because of how contagious it is. Dr. Shane Spites, he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine, uh, Shane does a great job on social media trying to walk people through some of the stuff. You can search Dr. Shane Spites on all of the socials, and he'll be there. And, man, as always, we appreciate the time. And anytime you have uh, breaking news and information we need to get on, you let us know, and we'll be on the radio immediately. I'll do it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by our buddy, our pal, Dr. Kelly Damphus, the chancellor of Arkansas State University, his lovely wife, Beth, who I don't think liked me at first when she first met us, and... (laughs) (laughs) Totally get that. (laughs) Do I get to respond? Uh, No, no. No, he doesn't let you. (laughs) Have you ever heard how I do, Kelly? Yeah, exactly. I I think she was intimidated by you. You're such a celebrity. That was it. That is not it. I think it's the tattoos. Is that it? (laughs) She's like, why do they let this man on campus, yeah. Kelly? I don't really get it. Um, but I did have a question because, you know, we know you guys have still been living in uh, the dorm, which is crazy because we talked to you last week and you started that last week and 
You're still in there doing dorm life. But is Maple, your dog, actually there with you? Because I've seen photos. I've seen the dog around. But is the dog staying in the dorm? She's laying on my lap right Aww, now. Oh, such That's a good girl. And, you know, we have we have separate beds now, and she has found a space under – she likes under Beth's bed. I don't know why, but Aww. she likes – maybe because there's more room there. I'm not sure. <laughs> we have to, our beds are sagging a bit. And it's so quieter in there. Maybe quieter there. I'm not sure. So how's it going, man? I know that, you know, we love to, to kind of check up with you. And last week you were preparing for students to move in. And yeah. on Saturday, all of a sudden, here comes all these students and parents. People are getting there on campus and – Man, it seems like there's been one activity after another since uh, students moved in. Well, I'm really proud of our student affairs staff. They've done a great job of, you know, doing Howdy Week and move-in day worked really smoothly. And that's, you know, a large part thanks to the local community that comes out. People, church groups from all over Jonesboro come out and help our kids move in. I heard so many times this past week about how, how easy move-in was because people said, I just rolled up and these people came with their their trailers and their four wheelers and they grabbed all my stuff. And next thing I know, we're in my room and I'm unpacking. And so, you know, move-in day was great. It wasn't quite as hot. It was supposed to, it was kind of rainy in the morning. It kind of cooled things down. And so it wasn't quite as bad at move-in day, but uh, boy, the, the, the heat did come back. And, but, uh, but really we had a lot of activities all this week. And uh, last night we had a silent disco where people put headphones on and, and you can't, it's kind of weird because you can't hear the music, but they're all dancing together. And, <laughs> yep. Uh, a lot of fun, but we've been, you know, we've moved a lot of activities outdoors because of, of COVID and, and uh, try to keep people as, as safe as possible. But uh, we've had a lot of stuff going on. And, and then yesterday was the first day of class. And so that was pretty exciting too. Yeah. So tell me what you're hearing. I know pretty much, you know, I'm sure you get reports and you hear back. Uh, does it seem like everything went okay on the first day of class? Yeah, everything went great. You know, the biggest concern that people have is that, um, uh, there's concerns that students won't comply with the, ma- the mandate to wear masks in the classroom. And, and uh, last year, we had zero, and I mean zero, complaints about people not wearing masks. Yesterday, the only complaint I got was someone walking by a classroom and saw an instructor not wearing a mask in the classroom uh, while uh, he was teaching. And now, we're not requiring masks. If the, if the professor can stay 12 feet away from the students, uh, we're not requiring them to wear a mask, but many of us have face shields on when we're teaching. Uh, but um, that's uh, students fully comply with the mask mandate. They get it. They went through a whole year of it. Even the even the new freshmen uh, did that in high school, so they're used to it too. And so it's just it's just something we're used to now. It's kind of like ho hum, blase. Yeah. Got to wear a mask. We'll get through it. You know. So do you think that, um, and I know because we've seen numbers like vaccination numbers have been you know, a little bit lower in uh, probably the college age demographic. Is that something that you guys talk to students about, the importance of vaccinations, or is that purely something that you guys try to kind of stay away from? No, we talk about it all the time. And actually, you know, college age students are a little bit lower, but I think the college students are actually higher than that, than that population. So uh, we're, we've had a lot of success. Our student athletes have, have vaccinated at a very high rate, and we're going to release some news on that. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder, uh, but we're going <laughs> to release some news on that next day or two. Yeah. And um, our band, for example, a huge number of them, we we're going to do a, a vaccination clinic for them. And before we did that, we asked how many of them are vaccinated, and we had a huge percentage that were already on their own vaccinated. And so by the end of uh, last week, we had a high proportion of them vaccinated. We're we're guessing over half the students are vaccinated oh, here on wow. campus. Yeah, that goes along with uh, 82% of our faculty and 65% of our staff members are vaccinated. So 
we feel like campus is a very safe place to be, even though, you know, Craighead County is only about 34% vaccinated. So we feel like, uh, you know, our, our students and our faculty and staff are really leading the way and setting a good example, I think. So great to hear because when you're, uh, you know, in front of the state <clears throat> and in front of the, the county, that's fantastic. We went in the other day and spent some time with Coach Butch Jones at the football facility and and they kind of let us know as we walked in uh, the vaccination rate among, um, you know, the coaches and the staff. And, dude, I was shocked at how many people were vaccinated because, I mean, when you're, when you're going into a facility like that and there's so many different moving parts to know that so many of them care so much about that product and those athletes that they're going out to get vaccinated. I was really impressed with, with just the sheer volume of vaccinations among the football staff as well. Well, I think uh, getting vaccinated, especially in a setting like that where people are in close quarters, you know, it's a sign of respect for other people that you want to protect the other people you're around and also respect for the process and for the whole season. Because, you know, if we miss a game because of COVID this year, we lose the game. Yeah. And so it's not like you're going to rescheduling games. That's a forfeit. And so everyone knows that if I let my team down by not being ready, by not being you know physically readily ready and mentally ready, and also if, I, if I'm not vaccinated and I'm not available and I can't play, then my team's going to suffer because we're not going to be able to play and that will be a forfeit. And so that, that, that put a lot of, I think, um, responsibility on the shoulders of the young people to think through what the vaccination meant. Coach Jones does a great job of bringing in experts from around the country to talk to the student athletes and people like Demario Davis and Charles Barkley and Travis Kelsey, people that these young men and women would look up to to talk about um, the importance of, you know, we're, we're professionals and we're getting vaccinated because we want to, we want to keep playing. Right. And uh, I think that that played a huge role. It's, you know, I think people get tired of hearing me talk about it or even uh, Shane Spites talk about it because, you know, it, it kind of sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher after a while. Right. But to hear someone like Charles Barkley come on a Zoom and say, hey, I did it. You guys need to do it, too. That means a lot, especially Demario Davis, who who played here and yeah. told told the players, yeah, I'm watching you guys. And I'm you know, hoping you guys do well. And. You know, here's here's what it's like to be a professional athlete. You guys want my job. Here's here's how I'm doing it. And that includes getting vaccinated. What's going to happen the rest of the week uh, on the campus of Arkansas State? There's going to be some people who didn't have a class yesterday who go back for the first day today. Uh, any big events as we go throughout the rest of the week? Yeah, we've got events happening all all week. Um, there's something happening every single uh, evening uh, and throughout the day. We're you know passing up donuts and and getting people kind of oriented and feeling happy. Uh, Beth, uh, Beth drove around yesterday with Coach Bellotto on a golf cart and handed out popsicles uh, to kids, and <laughs> they were very happy. It's, it's funny when it's 110 degrees outside how happy a popsicle will make you feel. So yeah, yeah. Um, just, just things like that to kind of get people kind of, uh, especially the new students who are, they won't admit it, but they're nervous about what college is like, and, and it's a new environment for them. Try to get them comfortable with that and get to know each other and so on. And You know, it's interesting, Paint the Town Red Week. We're going to talk to, to Don Lair and Haley Stotts about Paint the Town Red Week coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, that's a big week for Arkansas State, as next week we really get ready for the first home football game. But it's not just about football because we celebrate the university as well. Yeah, it really is a great week because it, it is one of the you know one of the unique things about, about Jonesboro is how much the local businesses and the people appreciate how much the university means to the not just the economy, but the spirit of the town and and to see one of our local schools uh, go all out, and we, we actually just bought them T-shirts for their Paint the Town Red uh, day that they have. We'll go out there and celebrate with them. And then you know, see all the towns paint their 
their windows with Red Wolves and, and supporting the university and so on. And then uh, Beth will take a crew out there and, and do judge all the, all the windows. That will happen so next like, Wednesday awesome. along with uh, Barb Jones, Coach Jones's wife, and Mia Bowen, um, our athletic director, Tom Bowen's wife and Alicia Bellotto and Paula Raffo. So we'll be out all Wednesday um, looking at all of the windows and all of the businesses. And, we, and being very judgmental. Yeah. <laughs> In a nice way. Yeah. Their job is to Handing be judgmental. Handing out awards. That's what we'll be yeah. doing. You know what's so what's so neat about this is it just seems like when college is back in, you know, in, in school in general, but especially Arkansas State because it's such a vibe for Northeast Arkansas and especially the city of Jonesboro, it just feels different when the college students are back and we have events going on. Well, you know, it it was I, I was commenting yesterday even how different things feel this year compared to last year. Last year, it was like a ghost town on campus. There were still classes going on, but people felt like they had to be inside their dorms and and yesterday just felt so much more vibrant on our campus, people moving around, especially outdoors. We we create a lot of activities outside of the buildings and uh it brings a lot of vitality onto the campus of course. We feel, you know, rejuvenated, but it does it for the town as well. So businesses are happy to have our students back and think about what happened if we didn't have, you know, 10,000 people, you know, moving back onto campus every year and, you know, going to our business establishments and going, you know, get involved in entertainment and restaurants and grocery stores and so on and buying gas. And so there's a huge economic benefit for the, for the, for the city and the County as well, but it is exciting to have that all come back. And then, you know, football comes back and there's a reason for all of our, City, uh, you know, people in the city to come back onto campus and our alumni to come back for homecoming. And uh, yeah, it just is a, is a signal of, a re- of life coming back to our campus and back to our city. I mean, it's like our home team in Northeast Arkansas and really for much of the state, especially the northern part of the state, uh, is going to be Arkansas State University. That's our home team. That's who we root for. Yep. Uh, so we're excited to have football back on September the 4th. All the stuff that's happening on the campus of Arkansas State. Uh, Dr. Danfis and Beth are great follows on social media. You can see just the amount of people they impact and the amount of places that they go and how I don't even think they really have time to sleep. Um, Kelly, can we do one thing with you real quick? Can we go into yeah. your photo gallery? I want to get a, a current count of pictures that you have um, because we've current done this. Current count of pictures. Okay, I've got I to gotta look it up. Hang on a second. All right, so my current count is 6,711. My current count is 10,733. All right. I'm going to let Beth read it. Kelly's current count is 77,589. Oh <laughs> I thought mine was bad. That is insane. That's awesome. Hey, we appreciate you guys so much for what you do for Arkansas State and how much you've impacted the university and the community because it's always Something for you guys and both of you, man. Much respect and much love, and we can't wait to see you on campus soon. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thank yeah. you so much. All right, have a great day. And morning. thanks for being my best friend, Brandon. Ooh, Aww. best friends right there. I finally Look have won her. Made his day. It's only taken five years. I finally won her over. <laughs> <laughs> not friends. That's not true. <laughs> see y'all, man. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by our buddy, our pal, and I have I have elevated her to a doctor this morning, Dr. Don Lair. Good morning, Don. I love it. I love it. And I didn't even have to go to school for it. So it's it, awesome. Did you know Kelly Danfus has done the same thing? <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't go to school for it? I don't think so. That's, wow. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. He's going to knock you upside the head. Uh-huh. Hey, Don, why do you think it took so long for Beth Danfus to like me? 
That's a loaded you know, question. I mean, you're you're a you're a, a flavor, Brandon. You're a flavor, mm. and maybe you, you just want her flavor at first. Oh. I don't know. Oh. I don't believe that's true, though. Why do I take that as an insult? It's just a bit <laughs> bitter. <laughs> No, it's been so long since, like, literally, we haven't seen you. I don't think I've even laid eyes on you outside of social media since last football season. You doing okay? I am doing great. I've, I've actually just got my football tickets in, so I'm booked. Yeah. Yeah, and you're always right. you're always one of those big supporters because we'll get up in the stands and I'll pass Dawn, and, man, she is fired up for A-State football. I, and I have a horrible howl, and don't make me do it. Okay. Um, I have a horrible howl, but nobody nobody gets away from me without hearing it. So it is what it is. <laughs> so tell us what's happening. Uh, first of all, with Families Inc., I know uh, you know you guys have been busy with the pandemic, and then the effects of the pandemic, and you know the mental health aspect of it. Because let's be honest, with the pandemic and with COVID and anxiety and depression and job loss, uh, your counselors, your your people there at Families Inc. have been. Uh, pretty busy over the course of the last year. They have been busy and, and school started back and, you know, we're one of the largest providers of school-based services in the state. So those referrals are rolling in fast and furious. And, you know, I'm just, I'm happy about that. Of course, I'm a marketing director. Of course, I'm happy about that. But the reality is last year, um, it was very slow and it, it hurt me and it concerned me because I was thinking those teachers and those counselors aren't getting to lay eyes on these kids actually mm-hmm. eye to eyeball. And they're not seeing some of the suffering. They're not being able to see some of the suffering that was going on. And so I'm so happy now that it's in-person school that these teachers and, and counselors are being able to see it and, and send them. And, um, and so we can get to them faster. You, know, you do a great job with Families, Inc., and it's something that we've really noticed since we kind of began a partnership with you. Uh, the fact that you guys are so involved in the community, you go out and you do different things. Uh, you know, we talk about how you get people set for back to school. We talk about blood drives, and we know you just had one of those. Uh, and then you're also really a big part of Paint the Town Red, really the celebration for Arkansas State and the students being back in the city of Jonesboro in Northeast Arkansas. You guys are a big part of that as well. Well, and I, I've been on the ASEC committee, um, I guess, since almost the very beginning when I joined the chamber, when I had my own business as a consultant back in the late 90s. And so that's how long I've been involved with a state committee, I believe. And this is the 24th year for Paint the Town Red. And I think people are really into it this year. I think last year was just such a bummer that that everybody's feeling it more so this year. So we're excited. It kicks off next Monday. Um, next Monday, we'll be doing a, a Facebook blitz of all the red items that people are highlighting at their businesses, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be a um, ice cream place, whether it be a retail facility. I was at a retail place yesterday, and oh my gosh, they were loaded up with ASU and red and black, and it looked fabulous. Yep. Um, so, so people like Chick, Chicken Salad Chick, I've actually been um, visiting with them. They're going to do a strawberry platter. That's going to be their red um, item that they're going to highlight. So that's all going to be on Facebook. It's going to be on the Chamber's Facebook page, which right. is Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. And it'll also be on explore more uh, explore more dot com slash red. Gotcha. So that will happen on Monday. On Tuesday, um, this is what Dr. Damp has um, mentioned earlier. We'll be doing the um, pep rally, and it's going to be at Nettleton Steam, and they are they are fired up for it. So we're super excited. There'll be a mayor's proclamation. Um, the spirit squads will be there. Coach will be there. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And then on Wednesday, what Beth was talking about, the celebrity judging, where we'll go out to all these different businesses that 
that have entered the contest that have painted their windows or have those interiors all decorated. And so we're excited to do that. I'm, I'm looking forward to be with all those ladies. And then um, Thursday is Order the Pack, and that's at the Centennial Bank Stadium. It's at 7.30, and that's when the student-athlete, that's the student-athlete pep rally, but everyone is invited to attend that as well. And we'll be giving away some goodies to the student-athletes. That, that's and one then, of the most fun things I do every year is Order the Pack because yeah, it's so loud and yeah. it's so intense, and, man, it's the perfect thing to get you set and get the students fired up for A-State and A-State football. And I did attend it one time and was on the field, um, and it was pretty it's intense, <laughs> and it's cool. It's yeah, very it's awesome. cool. Um, and so then on Friday, we'll be having the Back to Pack rally. That's going to be um, this year at the NBC Suites on the side um, of their parking lot. And so it's from 4 to 6. Everyone is invited to attend. There'll be vendors and kids' activities, food, pep rally, music. Um, again, coaches and players, the sound of the natural state and spirit squads will be there. Um, and so we're just super excited to get to have this this year. And we really encourage everybody to get involved and come out and see us. You know, Craig and the crew at the embassy do such a great job and they're really so invested in, you know, well, having, really having big day stuff with Arkansas state. And every time we've done an event there or with them, I mean, it's exceeded expectations. So that should be a lot of fun on Friday. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And yes, Craig's been totally on board from the very beginning. And um, I'm, I agree with you. They're very invested in the community and they're doing some cool things there. So anyway, we want everybody to come see us. DJ Vic is going to be there too. And he's so awesome um, to get everybody rolling. And so, um, you know, and then we have the ball game on Saturday. And I am so stoked and ready for that. You know, we were actually, we got to spend uh, part of the day, what was it, Monday with Coach Butch Jones and he gave us the full tour, and we went out there on the field. And, man, just the energy in the football complex as they're getting ready. And the idea, Don, we have 55 new players on the team, 55 new recruits. And basically he said, man, this team's going to look like a completely different team. So we get to see them for the first time on September the 4th. Well, and my boss already did get to see them last Saturday for that scrimmage. And he said they're a lean, mean machine. They look yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's so great. That's, I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. So if you want to find out more about the all the festivities for Paint the Town Red Week, you know it's one of the biggest things that happens in our city, in our region. But at the same point, if you're new, you can find out more on Facebook, Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. And as Perfect. always, Don, if people need information, maybe somebody's listening right now and they hear us say Families Inc. Counseling Services, and maybe there's something that's on their heart, in their head, that they need help with, and uh, they're trying to work through it. And sometimes, you know, we want to be tough and think we can handle everything ourselves, but the truth is we can't always do that. If somebody needs uh, somebody to talk to, how can they find Families, Inc.? You know, I think the best avenue is our website, familiesinc.net, because because you all have such a broad reach, it has all of our different locations on there. So people in Paragol can find the Paragol Clinic. People in Pocahontas can find the Pocahontas Clinic and so on. So that's the best avenue to do that and, and reach out to those different clinics. There you go, familiesinc.net. It's Families, Inc. And uh, Don Laird, Dr. Don, we appreciate you this morning. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Good to talk to you. Right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Haley Stotts. She's on the phone. And uh, Haley, I want you to divulge to everyone uh, where you are this morning. First of all, tell me which business you oh, reside gosh. in. 
So I work for First Security Bank, and I'm currently hiding out in a supply closet so that they can resume business as normal. And I can we talk send to you guys help. about Paint the Town Red. <laughs> so literally, if somebody comes in there and needs like pins or envelopes or something like that, they're going to open the door, and you're going to be inside the closet. Yeah, I'm going to say, not right now. <laughs> okay, Haley, let me ask you another question. Is there a light on in the closet, or are you standing in the dark? I'm definitely standing with the lights on, at least. So okay. that's a win. So she's almost like, if you think of the office when they move Ryan Howard into the mm-hmm. little supply closet right by the bathrooms, that's where Haley is this morning. So picture that. Yeah, I'm beginning my wolf business right mm-hmm. now. So. Ooh. so you're a fan of the office? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Watched it eight times through. Oh, my gosh. She has SB. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Dedicated. Yeah. So <laughs> who's your favorite? Gosh. I mean... You just have to love Michael. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a for lovable character. Yeah. So last night, I, I, we, I think we watched two. And one of the ones we watched was where Michael proposes to Holly Flax, right? And they do the whole thing where he walks her through and he's like, this is where we first met. This is where I first laid eyes on you. This is where you questioned me about this. And then he walks <laughs> her back into the room with all the candles. And I've seen it yeah. three or four times through. And still, it kind of gets you a little bit. You cried, didn't you? I teared up. Of course up. he did. <laughs> yeah. But there's something about that character that no matter how silly he is, no matter how much dumb stuff he does, what makes him redeeming? I don't get it. I would agree with you on that. Something I don't know what it is, but you got to love Michael Scott. There you go. So uh, let's talk to Haley about Paint the Town Red Week because you're a part of the A-State Chamber Committee that's presenting this. And, you know, we talked to Don Lair about it a little bit a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Families Inc.'s a part of that. But uh, talk to me about uh, the importance of this week because, you know, you were an A-State student. You were heavily involved on campus with all kinds of different things. And uh, for an A-State student, give me the perspective of what it's like to be a student during Paint the Town Red Week. Yeah, so we are so excited. This is the 24th annual Paint the Town Red Week. And the huge thing about it is, um, you know, I think for the past 24 years, I don't know, um, I haven't been alive that long, but um <laughs> they have always had businesses paint their windows up and that has been probably the biggest part of paint the town red this year we're trying to expand that mission a little bit of painting the town red and connecting the community with the university Mm -hmm. Um, and we're seeing a lot of great results with that but honestly i mean i think anybody could tell you their favorite part of this is the window paintings because you drive into jonesboro you drive down red wolf boulevard and now south coast drive and other um, main streets and you see everybody supporting Arkansas State and that is so huge. Um, I grew up in a big city and so coming to a smaller town I just see um, community full force here and I think this is such a testimony to that. So it's been really cool you know being a student here then graduating and staying here and I just love how much Jonesboro supports the university. Haley Stotts joins us this morning. Tell me about the big city. Where are you actually from? So I'm actually from Little Rock, um, okay. and I moved up here to go to school and fell in love with Jonesboro and stayed. So uh, I feel like that that kind of says something. No, yeah, it's a great community. I moved here, uh, and I really moved here, I guess, full-time in 1998, and I thought this would be a couple-year place. And, you know, you look at that, yeah. and you're like, oh, wow, it's been 23 years, and this is where I, <laughs> I want to raise my family. This is where I want to stay yeah. and connect with this community. Just truly special people, and I think that's one of the areas, you know, we're, we're not a – uh, a little tiny town or a little tiny community. We're, but we're small enough where you know people. And and, mm-hmm. and and we can get excited about things like 
Arkansas State and so many students being back on campus. And then, you know, really the biggest thing that we do as as a community, as Northeast Arkansas, as a region, is we support football, man. We're, our home team is mm-hmm. the A-State Red Wolves, and that first game is September the 4th. And Paint the Town Red Week is always kind of gearing us up for the first home game. So uh, run us through what next week is going to look like and and how we can all be a part of Paint the Town Red. Yeah. So we tried to kind of answer things up this year because, you know, last year was a COVID year. Um, it was just an interesting experience. So this next or this Paint the Town Red week is a full week of activity. So on Monday, we're going to be doing our Red Items Facebook Blitz. If you haven't heard about it, any business can participate, um, whether you are a retail vendor, you um, have an ice cream shop, you your shad racks, whatever it yeah. may be. Um, we are just having businesses promote a red item within their business, and then we're going to help them promote that on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we have Party with the Pack. That's going to be at Nettleton Steam, and I'm super pumped about that. That is such a neat school. That's at 1 p.m. Uh, the mayor will be there to give a proclamation, and we'll have a little pep rally um, safe, of course. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have our celebrity judging, which I talked about the window paintings earlier. So if your business has painted their windows up, or you guys want to do a skit, or you've decorated the inside of your office, whatever that looks like, you're going to have celebrity judges, which is going to be um, Miss Beth Dampus and the coaches' wives. They'll come to those businesses that have signed up to participate, and they will judge your decorations and all that good stuff. So that will be fun. Um, and you can email Carrie White at the chamber. I believe it's white at jonesboroughchamber.com if you'd like to participate and let her know that you're going to do that. Then on Thursday, September 2nd, we have Order of the Pack. That's at 7.30 at Centennial Bank Stadium. And the A-State Committee will be there to give uh, student-athletes swag bags out that night. We're really pumped about that. And then Friday is the biggest community event. It's Back to the Pack Rally. And that will be from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Embassy Suites. And we'll be in the back side parking lot. So come on out. Um, It'll be all outside. We'll have vendors set up. We'll have music, DJ King Vic, kids' activities, a pep rally, food, really everything you would want. And I think the A-State coaches and players might be there, too. So we are really pumped about that. And that all leads us up to the Saturday, September 4th, first home game of the season against UCA. Boom. And that's huge, man. We're going to have an in-state game. And I don't know. There's something about when it's uh, football season, and we talked to Kelly Danfus about this, it just feels like, our community has a different purpose and a different drive, and there's a different energy on game days. And I don't know, it's exciting. And the, the fact that the Chamber's always been, for 24 years, they've been doing this uh, Paint the Town Red week. Uh, Haley, if people want information on the Chamber and Paint the Town Red and they want to get the full schedule, and or, or maybe there's somebody out there who's a new business owner who wants somebody to come and, and you know paint A-State stuff on their windows, I know the Chamber of Commerce can help them through all of that. Where's the best spot to get information? Yeah. So um, you can give the chamber a call, and that number is 870-932-6691 for any individual questions that you may have. Carrie White is also the leader of our committee, and so she is always the guru of information. Her email is cwhite at jonesboroughchamber.com, or you can always hop on the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce um, Facebook page to find out all the information, and you'll probably be seeing other folks in the community posting about it as well. 
You can also reach out to me. I'm always happy to help you. I will not be in the supply closet of her security <laughs> bank next time you see me. Good. Uh, so just reach out, and we will get you all the information that you need to know. All right. You do a great job. We're proud of you, and we appreciate you taking time to talk to us, okay? Absolutely. Y'all have a great day. All right. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Find out more about VetCare, vet-care.com, or on Facebook. It's uh, VetCare Jonesboro on Facebook. Good morning, Dr. Reed. Welcome to Wet Nose Wednesday. Good morning. Hey, man, you were telling us uh, before we came on that your uh, parents are celebrating a big anniversary today. Yeah, it's actually, I got married 65 years ago today. Wow, that's incredible, man. It is, yeah. So, shout out so, to... So, yeah, we're having a big dinner over, having it catered in with a chef, and uh, my, all my brothers are going to be here, so it's going to be a big wing ding. So, wait a minute. You're you're having a chef come to your house to cook? Uh, actually, to their house? to my brother's house, yeah. I didn't even know that chefs did that. You can have a chef come and cook I had in to your work own kitchen it into my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be sure you get there on time, Kelly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this could be her her side hustle if she can kick this off. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Do you have an apron, Kelly? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just checking. I don't know what kind of an apron do you think would look best on Kelly if she okay, were to go out and do this. Okay, Kelly? this is not where we need to. All right, moving on. How's the dinner? <laughs> No, so really, though, uh, happy anniversary to the, the parents of Kevin Reed. That's cool. Hey, yeah, we're looking forward to it. All right, so get us hey, set, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I was I watched this little program on the benefits of eating uh, dried fruits, uh-huh. and it was really kind of interesting. But after the end, I realized it was all about raising awareness. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Which, which leads me in. This was an actual emergency <laughs> call I received from a client last night. It was I'd just gotten home. It was after you know five five thirty or something, and um, the owner basically left a, a voicemail and said that when she got home, she found her dog had eaten a uh, little lunch box pack of raisins, and and she knew you know about the dangers of, of raisins and grapes and dogs because she said I've already administered. Uh, some hydrogen peroxide, and he's vomited, and I just need to know if there's anything else I need to do. So, uh, you know, we've talked, I think, before about this, but grapes and raisins, and the reason is unclear, uh, even today, on how they can cause um, kidney failure in dogs. And dogs right now, as far as we know, seem to be the only species that's affected. I haven't seen any reports on cats. Of course, not a lot of cats are going to go around eating raisins, I don't think, but... um, this dog, you know, these are, I, I had her, I said, what what size are those? I know they're small, and she found the box, and there's one ounce or 28 grams. Right. So I, I kind of looked up some reference on it, and the lowest reported toxic dose in dogs was one-third to about three-quarters of an ounce per kilogram. So, you know, if you do the calculations, that means this little um, one-ounce box could cause toxicity in a four to seven pound dog. Wow. Now, fortunately, crazy. fortunately, her dog weighed 35 pounds. And when she induced vomiting, she said, I do see raisins in it. I don't know if it's all of it, but the dog had eaten it about, she thought, two hours ago. Mm. 
And um, so that's the first thing to do is to, you know, try to get them to vomit, especially if it's just a recent ingestion or you see them, uh, see the dog, you know, eating it in front of you. Um, if it would have been much later than that where we couldn't have gotten any raisins up or if the dog was smaller, uh, we would um, probably try to just decontaminate the stomach with some activated charcoal. Um which would help it bind whatever the toxic principle, you know, in the raisin. We don't know if it's in the, the skin of the raisin or if it's in the, the uh, fleshy part itself or if it could be like a, a mycotoxin on the, on the grape or raisin. So, you know, the answers are kind of unclear. But it does, it does cause uh, um, toxicity in dogs if they eat enough of it. And, you know, they're sweet, so dogs are going to be attracted to them. Um, the the clinical signs usually start out with vomiting pretty early in the case, usually within the first two hours. And other signs that can occur like six hours later could be diarrhea, lethargy, and they may start drinking a lot of water. Um, and the signs of the acute renal failure develops like within 24 to 48 hours afterwards, and that includes they don't want to eat, they're lethargic, depressed, vomiting, diarrhea, they can have tremors, be dehydrated, and, um, you know, that's when the treatment involves starting them on IV fluids and try to support their, support the kidney function, um, and then chemistry profiles to evaluate the waste levels in the blood. Sometimes those don't rise for 48 to uh, 72 hours afterwards, so... You know, since we don't know really the mechanism that it produces this, all we can do is kind of symptomatic and supportive, you know, try to eliminate the potential toxin from their GI tract so they don't absorb it. And then if they do start showing signs or if they've eaten, a, um, you know, a, a, what would be considered a toxic dose based on their weight, then we would want to hospitalize them and, and begin IV fluid therapy. You know, so, you know, I'm not going to say that if a dog eats a piece of raisin bread, there's probably not enough raisins in there to uh, um, to cause toxicity. Right. But some of these small dogs, you know, when you think of one-ounce um, package that a child would take in their lunchbox could be potentially toxic to a, a dog under 10 pounds, you know, it becomes a pretty, pretty serious issue. So just remember to keep... Keep those away. I mean, I personally have never liked raisins, so we don't. I don't think I've had a raisin in the house for probably forty-five years, so I don't have to worry about my dogs getting into raisins. But right. just be aware. You know, there's some things that you would never think would be toxic in dogs, and um, you know, they they have been found to be. So keep that at top of mind awareness, and that goes same for grapes too. You know, it's fun to, I now love grapes, so yeah. we sometimes have grapes in the house, and but I don't give my dog them as snacks, so. You know, it's weird because as a kid, you know, or, or when Kai was a kid, we'd give him full bowls of grapes because mm-hmm. he would he would love grapes. Oh, yeah. You know, and so he'd sit in the floor and he'd be watching TV and just think about a dog getting into that, not having any idea, and it's going to taste good to begin with, and I mean, that could be a disaster. Yeah, and I've heard in the past of dog of, of uh, dog trainers using uh, raisins as little you know re- rewards when they mm. are training them when they perform what they want them to do. Now, again, one or two is probably not going to cause an issue, but you don't want to you know give them handfuls at a time. So, mm. uh, probably better to find something else to use as a, a reward treat. And just this is kind of random, but back on on the grape deal. Is it green grapes, red grapes, all grapes? Any idea? Do the studies uh, show that? Yeah, it's all grapes, all wow. grapes. And uh, there's even one kind of current that uh, can cause that too. But you know, it's in that grape that grape family. So, 
It's interesting. There he is, the man with information, keeping our pets safe. And if you ever have a situation where you need to go see a veterinarian or even just for a, a checkup for your dog or vaccinations, check him out, Dr. Kevin Reed. He is right next door to us on Parker Road in Jonesboro. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed, man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. More info at vet-care.com and on Facebook, just search VetCare Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, we hope you have a great day, and tell your parents we said happy anniversary, man. Hey, I sure will. I appreciate that. Y'all have a good day, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Rebecca Hendricks from the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Rebecca, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We're doing good. So are you at the Food Bank this morning? Are you working in the office? I am in the office this morning. All right, so we talked to Haley Stotts a little bit ago. She had to call from a storage closet. Are you you calling from a closet or are you you actually in an office? I am sitting at my desk. Oh, good. How about that? She's allowed to have a desk. (laughs) Poor Haley. She was in the closet. Uh, Anyway, so Food Bank in Northeast Arkansas. Let's talk need, first of all. Obviously, the pandemic um, caused a, a lot of stuff, and it's anxiety, and it's job displacement, and People who normally might not have been in need of food um, and families all of a sudden had these needs they didn't anticipate. And the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas is like, hey, we're here to help and we want to help and we want to keep people full. And uh, what does that look like as we were looking at this almost like a year and a half later? Yeah. So, you know, we had to completely stop taking volunteers for a time period during the beginning of the pandemic. And we're now back to accepting volunteers again. And we have about 13,000 boxes that need to get packed through the end of the year. And we don't have enough volunteers to get that done. So we're looking for volunteers for that. Um, Food donations have been down significantly since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Just people aren't aren't able to bring it in or they're not giving. Um, So we're we're needing food donations for sure right now. And if somebody wasn't able to give food, they could also donate money. Um, The food bank can provide four meals for every $1 donated. And to kind of put that into perspective, the food bank sends out 165,000 meals each week. Oh my God. See, I had no idea that number. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So there's that many people who are, are, unable to provide for themselves in that way. And that's, I mean, that's heartbreaking to know there's that many people who have, have needed the help. Yes, it is. And, you know, we're, we're doing our best, but we need the help and support of the community that's, that's around us. You know, I want to just kind of, from a personal perspective, so many of us get kind of caught up in our own lives and we stop, we don't think about things and hopefully somebody hears this this morning and they think about, you know, I went through a place the other day and I got myself one meal. It was just for me because Leslie and Kat already eaten. Uh, my meal alone was $11, you know, and that's one meal and, and the amount, if I would have ta- if I would have gone home to eat and I would have taken that money and given that, think about the people who might not have food that we would have helped right there. That's crazy. So yeah. let's talk about uh, Empty Bowls, which is coming up. This is a deal that's going to be a fundraiser for the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. And uh, we're looking at this coming up here in just about a month. Tell me about Empty Bowls. Yeah, so Thursday, September 23rd. We are going to have our Empty Bowls event. It's going to be a drive-through luncheon, so you don't have to get out of your car. You can go through the drive-through just like you would any other day. Um, tickets are going to be $25 each, and you actually get a handcrafted bowl 
that was made by a local art student. Oh, wow. And what's going to be, what, what, what else is a part of this? Cause I know that uh, there's going to be a food element to that too. Yeah. So the lunch that you get is going to be soup, salads, and sandwiches um, provided by local uh, restaurants. They have donated the food graciously and um, we've had several sponsor opportunities available as well. Um, we've got lots of ways you can participate. Another one being a raffle. Um, our committee is selling raffle tickets, one for $5 and five for $20. And the opportunity is a chance to win $500 cash. Oh, wow. That's our grand prize. And then we've got also um, some secondary prizes available. But the big one's going to be the $500 cash. And it's really just to get people motivated to give back to people in our community who are in need. So, again, this is happening. Empty Bowls happens on Thursday, September the 23rd. Uh, let's talk about that drive through location. Where is that going to be happening? It's going to be at the food bank, which is at 34141 Place. Okay. And that is just behind the Nettleton Administration Building on the Access Road. So um, you can look us up at foodbankofnea.org and slash empty bowls. Mm-hmm. And you can find all the information there about the event. You can purchase tickets. You can become a sponsor. And, um, yeah, just reach out to us. Give us a call, 870-932-3663. And we would love to have your support. Again, it's heartbreaking to hear the sheer number of people who are in need of food. It's something so many of us take for granted. But the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas is there to help in situations where people have those needs. And again, you can find out more foodbankofnea.org. Uh, Empty Bowls is uh, the deal that they're doing on September the 23rd. Uh, Rebecca, if people have, like they want to make a food donation, is there anything you guys know you're in need of right now that people can go and buy? Or is is it better just for us to give monetarily because then you can go get what you need? How does that, how do we do that best? So both work really well for us. Um, if we, if they want to give food donations, we always need canned goods and dry foods like pastas and um, boxed dinners or um, you know canned vegetables. Um, those are the biggest things that we need for donated food. But if they wanted to donate uh, money, that does go a little bit further because we have such great buying power with the food bank. We support 140 different partner agencies, and so when we purchase big amounts of food straight from the manufacturers, we get a really good discount. Gotcha. So we can make that $1 stretch to equal four meals. Wow, that's amazing. Again, it's the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Find out more at foodbankofnea.org. And Rebecca Hendricks joins us this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Rebecca, have a great day. Thanks, you too. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you want to go back and check out the full show today, today's entire K-Fine Breakfast Club, you can go and listen to our podcast. We have every show we've done on the podcast. It's easy to find. All you have to do is search Brandon Baxter in the morning wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? We have America's Got Talent, the quarterfinals, the 90-minute special CMT Giants on Charlie Pride on CMT, the $100,000 Pyramid on ABC, Cribs is on MTV tonight, Superstar John Ritter on ABC. There's a documentary on John Ritter, and that's someone you loved, right? Jack Tripper from Mm -hmm. Three's Company. I'll watch that. The 10th season premiere of American Horror Story on FX. Tonight's schedule also includes Riverdale and In the Dark. Also on Seth Meyers tonight, Chris Stapleton. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.